welcome everybody. Thank you for tuning in today to the Matt and Adam show. This is Adam Messer, and I'm here live. Well, this is going to be a recording for you, but I'm talking with Matthew Lestalia live. How you doing, Matt? I'm good, brother. I'm very good. Thank you. Man, I'm so glad to be with you today. Uh, everybody, we've got uh, the SWOT analysis episodes coming up pretty soon. We're still working on the production on that. But we wanted to talk to you today about consuming and consumerism and uh, conditioned to consume. So we're calling this episode Conditioned to Consume. And uh, Matthew, I've got an idea uh, on this one. I know we talk about grit, doing the work, and why it matters um, on our show. But with this one, I want to talk about how we're conditioned to consume and how it can affect those three factors that we talk about. So here's like... I love that. I think that's a brilliant spin on on what we do, and I think that it'll be very uh, it'll be very helpful, especially as we enter into Black Friday and Christmas and everything. Yeah, I was gonna say. Here's my question for you, man. Uh, what What are your thoughts about like just the thirty second recap of uh, like what your thoughts are about consumerism and consuming? I think that uh, I don't think that it's bad to consume, right? I think I think consuming. I think creating goods is is a net good especially when it's bringing positivity into your life when it's when it's net value added i think the problem comes in when exactly like what the title says when we when we are conditioned to do so when we when we're enjoying something in and of itself and then we think oh you know what i need i need to add something to this i need to go buy something that will make this better or i need to i need something bad is happening so i need to go buy something to make this better Mm mm-hmm and yeah. rather than relying on ourselves and uh, or, or just embracing the moment that we're in. Yeah, dude, I am totally on that with you. Uh, you know, I, I know I talk about uh, in my show, I talk about you know, people selling shovels and jeans, you know, because back in the day, the gold miners, the people that made money were the folks that were selling the shovels and jeans to the gold miners, you know, yep. the support systems and stuff like that. But it kind of goes to, the, I, I really am talking about, consumerism you know i'm talking about consuming and you know when we're conditioned to consume like i you know the idea struck me because you know i had to take today off i'm gonna have to go to the doctor i've got like a sore throat and so took my son to school and then i went over here to a big box retail store okay and then i went and got a um i got a tea from a, a big box retail coffee shop and I'm walking around and I'm, you know, thinking like, wow, look at all this stuff that they've got. And, you know, especially this time of the year, there's all this stuff. And I was like, man, you know, this would be a great thing for us to talk about because I like, you know, certain things. You like certain things. But I feel like as creators, as people who you know are the you know makers and creators, you know, we also make things. Right. And with the consuming stuff, it's like you get, you know, you have brand loyalty and you have this and you have that. And it's for me, it's like connecting with that. So like if I pick up a a certain, you know, item of clothing, for example, or let's just take it like uh, with yours, you, you just bought a motorcycle, right? Yes. So the gear and the clothing and the boots and all that stuff that has, you know, goes along with that, you know, motorcycle culture, you know, that's a great, you know, that's a great example of what I'm talking about. It's like, it's like, you know, to be part of it and you feel like you're fitting in, you actually, you know, like 
you know, for example, I, like I like to wear nerd shirts because yeah, yeah. You know, I like to read comic books and stuff like that. And it's I mean, sign- you know, it's cultural sign- signaling. Yeah, it's just it is. It's cultural signaling, and that's a perfect way that I feel like uh, to 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 show that. So here's here's what I got a question for you with it, uh, Matt. Like we talk about grit, we talk about doing the work, and we talk about why does it matter. And this these are all functional things, right? When it comes to consumerism, when it comes to consuming or being conditioned to consume, how does that affect you know like being tenacious and having the grit to move forward with whatever you're working on towards your goal. Like how does that affect us? Because, you know, my thinking with it is along the lines of, you know, we're conditioned to think certain ways and that affects even like what we think about ourselves and and our, you know, our viewpoints and things like that. And especially when we're working towards goals. So how do you, how do you, how does that affect it? Oh, I think it's a, it's a great question, man. It's a really good point. Um, I actually, I, it all comes back to us being emotional beings, right? Like we, we are emotion based sentient beings that make decisions emotionally and justify them rationally afterwards. Right. And so it's funny. I was actually just talking with Yasmin about it and she was like, we were talking about getting upgraded exhaust pipes on my bike because it's really quiet. And She's like, you know, oh, they, they, in the motorcycle community, they have an expression that says loud pipes save lives, which is a fair point. You know, like if the louder, like you're small, you're condensed. People aren't used to riding around people with motorcycles. Any such slight deviation is uh, life-threatening to you, whereas it's not too much for people in a car. And, uh, and so they, they came up with the expression, you know, loud pipes save lives. And so she was telling me that she was like, you know, I, th- I think that we should. And, you know, and I was like, I was like, listen, I want to, but I fully acknowledge that this is because I want my bike to sound louder and I want it. And I, I enjoy that sound like, yeah, sure. It saves lives, but I'm fully embracing the emotional aspect of the fact that like, this isn't a need, yeah. <laughs> this is. This is purely a personal desire and sure, you know, I could, I could justify it normally with almost all things. I justify it rationally afterwards uh, with this one. I'm choosing not to mm-hmm. <laughs> I just going to do it. But, um, but actually I had, it was so interesting that you had this thought because I had this exact same line of thinking that I did not initially see the connection with. And uh, until like we started this call and it actually had to do with medication. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm kind of viewing the need or like the emotional. So how does this all, how does the emotion stuff tie in? Right. So it's, it's, it's not the thing that you're buying. It's your mindset in the way that you think it will make you feel. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if I buy loud pipes for the bike, how is that going to make me feel? That's going to make me feel really good. I think, you know, but it's that goes to the same conversation that we've had about accomplishing goals. Like once you get to the top of the mountain, you enjoy it for five seconds. Then you, then, you know, it's It's downhill. Then what? Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, now I got to get this. Um, and that goes into the consumerism side and with, when it comes to the medication, just to go through it real quick, because I definitely want some more of your detailed thoughts on this. Um, well, I was, I'm in the process. I'm working with my doctors right now because I got out of the army medically and, uh, and it was for a back injury that I sustained on an airborne operation, jumping out of planes at low altitudes. And, uh, and so I've, I've been dealing with pretty severe back problems for like the past seven years. Mm. 
and and I've been medicated. You know, there's they, they I take medications. I've always tried to take the minimal minimum amount required in order to yeah. to live my life to the best without being cognitively impaired. Right, right. Um, and thankfully, I'm not on any opiates, so that's 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 a benefit. But the thing is, I'm still consuming meds every day, and I I've realized it hit me probably yesterday that like I was talking with the docs a couple weeks ago and I asked them or I told them my goal. I was like, listen, I want to be 100% off every single medication. Like I don't want anything that I'm like, okay, well, it's this time in the morning. It's time to take uh-huh. this. It's time in the afternoon. I want to get off of uh-huh. it. And so they provided me with basically like step down drugs. Uh-huh. They're like, okay, well, you're on this. Let's get you on this. And we're going to start walking you off. And I realized that I actually have a psychological and emotional attachment to the drugs that I'm taking right uh-huh. now. It's not, it's not chemically. Like I don't feel the urge to take them. Like I'm not compelled and I'm familiar with that because I've, I've vaped in the past and I was chemically addicted, right. you know? And so I know that feeling and it's not this, this is more like, I think that I have to take this in order to feel better. Right. Uh-huh. Like and it has to be this, this little white circle with this name on it. Uh-huh. And, and I'm like, well, can I break that cognitive connection? Yeah. Like, because that is keeping me from being gritty. Like being gritty is finding the way to through the uncomfortable spaces of not latching onto this connection to feel better, but to work through the hard parts, through the difficult parts and to put my nose to the grindstone, so to speak, when it comes to um, transitioning to, less powerful drugs eventually to the point where it's 99% physical therapy with, you know, ad hoc drugs as like things get real, real bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me share something with you um, that you don't know about me, but my dad had a permanent back injury. Um, I was about a year old, maybe not even quite a year old. And uh, he was working for a company and he was unloading box cars. And a guy threw a firecracker, thought it'd be kind of funny, threw a firecracker at his feet and he fell out of the boxcar and landed on a nail on his back. And oh, yeah, so he, he was disabled at like 22, 20, no, not 22. I'm sorry. He married my mom when she was, when he was 22. So he was like 23, almost 24. And uh, so he was on, um, I mean, like talk about medications. He had to change his medications every three months or so. Um, not able to sleep, not able to stand, not able to walk for very long. All right, everybody, part two. So Matt, uh, we left off and I was telling you about my dad, uh, had a permanent back injury. And, uh, when he was like 22, 23, I was about, a, I was almost a year old. And, um, anyway, uh, he had a permanent back injury. So, you know, I just want to encourage you that, uh, you know, I understand where you're coming from and I applaud you for wanting to get off of, you know, the medications, you know, and that you're working with your doctor to do that. And I feel, I feel like too, you know, like when we talk about uh, habits, um, you know, we're creatures of habit, you know, just like you said earlier, we're emotional sentient beings and we rationalize our choices. I, I feel like that's the same thing. We, you know, our brains work on autopilot like 99% of the time. Yep. And uh, so, you know, even the process of taking that medicine, you know, like, Oh, I take the medicine at a certain time of day and, you know, I drink a, a certain drink with it um, or I eat a meal with it or whatever. You have a habit that goes with that, you know, that thing. 
And I'm not talking about like a habit, like a drug habit. I mean, like a habit, like the actual performing of taking the medication or, you know, just like when you get dressed in the morning or you brush your teeth, you know, it's all habit. It's all things that you do. So with that, I feel like we're, we're talking about condition to consume. I feel like with that part, you know, not to get into like drug addiction or anything like that, because that's a whole nother wall. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> but to talk about the condition to consume in the habit forming aspect of it. Yes. You know, we, you know, like, for example, when I was over here, my phone, I got a targeted ad because they know, oh, well, he's going to be in this area, um, you know, at this time. And more than likely, he might be here, you know, whatever. And that's all that social media um, you know, targeted ad stuff, you know, they, they track us with the GPS and all that. And I, I'm, I'm really wanting to kind of attack that idea of, you know, once you're aware of something, then it's easier to recognize it. So like when you are aware of the habit of, well, you know, you, your goal is to become completely, uh, free of medication and to have a pain-free life, you know? to be able to live a normal life without having to, you know, deal with the issues and the, the things that come along with the back injury, which it might never be the same as it was when you were younger. No, but it will be like a new different normal. Right. Yep. Um, I had a back injury, uh, whiplash a couple of years back and, you know, it was very painful for a couple of years and I had to, you know, do, I still do stretches and stuff like that. And I still get a little, you know, uh, stiff when uh, the weather changes, stuff like that. But it's a new, it's a new normal, you know. And I was willing to, you know, to do the things that the the uh, what was the the uh, I don't know what they call them, but the physician uh, that does the rehabilitation or whatever. Yeah, um, physical therapist. Phys- the physical therapist. Thank you. Um, I was willing to do those things so that I could, you know, let my body heal up. You know, I'm type two diabetic. I am not on medication for the diabetes anymore. I still take high blood pressure medicine. I've had high blood pressure since I was like 18. I'm a little bit overweight. I'm like about 30 pounds overweight. And I know that that's a condition that is affecting my blood pressure. I'm also conditioned to consume. There's some, you know, there's things that I want to do that I just do because they make me feel comfortable, you know, comfort habits. Yeah. The creature, creature comforts for sure. Yeah. So like that part, I feel like the, the doing of it, the habit part is like, you know, the, the equation of doing the work. So I think to counteract, that with doing the work is one you have to be aware of the issue or you have to be aware of like the goal with consuming and said hey do i really need that louder you know or is it just because i want to you know it's a vanity item and it's okay if it's a vanity item it's okay because you know there's no reason why you, you you can't have something that you like just for the sheer fact of enjoying it you know so i think the the doing the work part with it is us just recognizing it and then instead of making uh, a habit with an automatic choice we make the habit of making a deliberate choice in our decision making so we instead of like saying oh well you know am i just doing this just to do it it's kind of like when you want to lose weight and you're you know you decide like okay well do i want to eat this candy bar you know or am i just am i just having like you know, uh, deal, you know, a, like a craving or dealing with stress or something like that. You know, when you, when you ask yourself that question, when you're like, do I really want this? And if you can give yourself a temporary pause from that instant gratification and you can delay that gratification, it gives you more power over your decision-making ability. You feel, you feel empowered. You feel like you're more in control of your life. You don't just feel it. You are, you yeah. are in power. 
you are in control. It's not your brain just like saying, hey, 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 guy, you know, uh, this is my uh, pre-lizard uh, brain talking here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you we're in fight or flight mode and you're stressed out right now. So you need this comfort food, you know? Yep. It's you. And there's saying, many. Hey, wait there's a minute, brain. <laughs> there's many simple things you can do to to help curb bad habits. And and honestly, what I keep coming back to time and time again when I when I talk about improvement and and better habits and and making better choices and especially things like this is it all starts with sleep. Like we even when we're up yeah, later than, than our bodies used to, we make we're it's scientifically shown that we are more inclined to eat sugary and and just generally bad for you food you know and so and, oh, yeah. and tired throughout the day then you're less likely to have the like the mental fortitude to stand up to those things you're like yeah. oh well it's just really easy to fall in those habits because well, we don't spend that level of mental energy on every single thing throughout the day we would be we'd yeah. die what like, does sugar do though it gives you like a short burst of energy yeah. right so it's biological. It's like, oh, well, you know, our, our bodies are tired. We need energy. What's the quickest, fastest way to get that? Sugar, you know? And it's like, oh, well, we can relieve the, we can relieve the stress or we can relieve this or, you know, whatever. I love that, uh, Matt. I, wanna, I want us to roll forward uh, because we're kind of like getting low on time. Yeah. Uh, why is this important to be aware? Like when, we're, when I was talking about the conditioning or condition to consume. Why is it important to, to be cognitive or to be aware or, or, you know, however you want to talk about it, like lifting the veil or whatever. Why is this important? Well, I think, you know, one of the things that actually drives me nuts is when, when people are like awareness, awareness matters. Awareness is what matters. I'm like, yeah, sure. That's fine. And you're right. It does matter because you can't take action without being aware of the problem, but it, that's just the first step. It's not even the step. It's like observing the fact that there are steps to it. <laughs> you're opening the doorway and like, oh crap, there's a staircase. Now you have to walk up it. So being aware of the fact that you're conditioned to consume, you know, then you start start looking and you just you just take take Back stock to, uh, of what you're doing right now. Like yeah. look at if you're if you're if your go to in between work meetings is hopping on Amazon to look at the next the deals, you know, or or you find yourself strolling through the mall and walking in in into stores that from mm -hmm. stuff that you're not even particularly interested, just because you know you generally like the stuff from there. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's the kind of conditioning that is really overt and kind of easy to look at right now. Um, that can stand in the way between you and and something different, something better. And so when you know that, then you can then you can make it. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna go on Amazon. During during the work hours, you know, I'm not going right. to shop. I'm going to look at these things during work hours. That's going to be the first simple step that I take now that I'm aware. And so I think that that's that's what it matters because once you start making those changes, then you can start seeing the real changes. You can start seeing the time focused on areas where you're going to have more impact rather than somebody having an impact on you. Yeah, I I think that's a great. Uh... A great idea. And, you know, we talk about taking action. You know, we talk about doing the work. And I, I agree with you, you know, uh, on that. It's it's not just enough to be aware. It's not just enough to want to make a change. Um, it's not enough just to have those feelings. It is better to start where you're at with the resources you have and take action. You know, so. I, I think it's been a great episode and I, I just wanted to share, you know, my thoughts on that and want to get your thoughts on it. 
Um, you got it. like a you got like a mile high recap uh, overview thoughts of uh, closing for 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 everybody. Sure. Yeah. When when we're talking about consumerism and and being conditioned to consume, we're not saying that buying things is bad. We're not the the purpose here is not to say that you shouldn't you should be a minimalist and you should never buy anything in excess. Not at all. It is you need to check your habits. You the habit just like Adam had said. Habits form well over the majority of every single day, and so if your habits do not are not working for you, are not working towards a higher order goal, then you're then other people are going to creep in and create the conditions for for you to develop habits that benefit them, and a lot of that is based around consumerism, and then it feels good because. You're buying things that are coming in and you have stuff that you think that you want. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, I have this and that's nice. Now I can get the next thing. That's nice too. So if if we can avoid the natural inclination to buy the next thing and to put that focus and energy on a higher order goal, you're going to see tremendous impact in your life. I think that's a great summary. And uh Thanks again, Matt. I really appreciate it. And everybody, thanks for tuning in today uh, to the Matt and Adam show. You know, we talk about doing the, the work. We talk about why does it matter? And we talk about grit because, you know, we're we're all, you know, like I know I'm a work in progress. I know, Matt, you're a work in progress. And you know, we're working on our things. And that, I think it's the biggest thing, man, is just doing the work and working on, on you. So pretty excited about it. Yeah. And uh, always a pleasure, brother. Thanks, man. All right. Peace out. Thanks, everyone.